1: The Datable podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my producer, Julie Krafchick, and other surprise co-hosts. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. So we're doing a check-in episode where we are reaching out to some of your favorite guests to see what's new with them. All right, let's start with our first past guest, Sam. Whenever I say your name, I just want to sing it. It's just like very melodic for some reason. (laughs) Sam. It's got
2: that perfect uh, one syllable to be able to hit whatever pitch you need.
3: (laughs) How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, Just starting to prep up for the burn, do the burning man thing. um, Otherwise, that's my big thing at the
1: moment. So we haven't caught up with you in a long time. You're all the way back from season two, episode four, in an episode called Are We Asking (laughs) Too Much of Tinder? And just as a reminder, (laughs) a refresher for our listeners, what happened in this episode was Sam told us about a story where he met this girl on Tinder, and it seemed like they had a really cool online connection. He planned this first date with her where it was something very romantic on a rooftop um, rooftop park where you made lunch for both of you. Shrimp salad, right? Yep, yep. Wait, shrimp salad or scallops? Uh, scallops. Scallops. Scallop. Scallop, okay. Salad. Scallop is just a little bit more shishy than shishy. it really is. Taking it to the next level. <laughs> you basically had me as scallop as is, but then you add on this rooftop park. It just sounded so perfect. Anyway, the girl never ended up showing up. So you reached out to her again, giving her a second chance, and she um, asked you to meet her at this bar where she was DJing. <laughs> and it felt like that she was basically promoting herself as a DJ because there was another guy there who was also there to see her. It's safe to say you never saw her again, but <laughs> is it is safe to say you never saw her
2: again. No, that, that, is, that is definitely safe to say. We, are, we have not hung out.
1: Um, I think what's interesting about that episode, the reason why we called it Are We Asking Too Much of Tinder is that are we expecting too much from people that we meet on these dating apps or should these... These sort of meetups and dates be more casual, and I think our conclusion was no. I think people should just be more accountable for their actions and treat each other with respect. So, where are you these days when it comes to dating?
2: So I think, uh, so I guess, two two answers to those parts. Um, so I've, I've recently like more heavily back on the market and things and looking out, looking out there for something real and everything in San Francisco. Uh, but I I think where, where I might disagree with you, UA would be, um, in terms of, uh, the, how we utilize the dating apps, I think where I've now changed my, tune or approach Uh is that I I approach the first date as being the are you a real person and like Uh are you somebody who can be accountable Mm -hmm. and that's like that's the weeding factor like weed out like the bad eggs and then date two is where I'm likely to be more uh, inventive and come up with something fun for the date
1: Mm. Uh, and do you find that to be a more effective use of your time
2: totally way more um, because, well, for, you know, in a couple of ways, um, one, I don't end up spending a lot of time planning a date for somebody who turns out to have, like, no similar interests, none of, uh, there's, where there's no possibility of it becoming something real, Right. which, uh, which I think for especially... we ran into is that because I had been on a number of internet dates and so catchy every time we went to do something romantic we'd already like been on that date with somebody else before
0: oh <laughs> that is definitely an interesting oh. like outcome of serial dating that I never yeah. really thought about
2: yeah well especially if you're doing internet dating where each date is a first date and like, why am I wasting all the best dates in San Francisco on somebody who like I don't know
0: right you know what? it's really interesting that you say this because I think there's to fall to it like we have talked to people that have said this really is a first meet like if you Mm -hmm. met someone out in the real world that wouldn't be a date the first time you met them Uh, yeah so this is kind of treating it the same way and if you change your mindset with that that's one approach mm -hmm. I think the other thing I'm taking away from this if you're a female and your date isn't like off the charts for date one maybe it's nothing more than a reflection of this Different mentality of just meeting, and they might step up their game
1: in subsequent dates if it
0: becomes something.
1: Right. Well, also the consequence of all of this is that we did talk to several people who say that you know some people are not receptive to a very elaborate first date because they're just not used right. to it. It's not the status quo anymore. We're like so used to casual first dates. Or they don't want to get stuck with someone.
0: They don't. I was. I've been on a date once for dinner with the first date from one app and it was painful because you got stuck oh. there so it's just never oh, again. Din- dinner, dinner dates at the worst yep, never again <laughs> but you know? this is my
1: one question to everyone though why are you spending the time and energy meeting people in real life for these pre-dates when you could just call them on the phone you gather the same sort of information don't you think
2: Ooh, I, I don't know I, I feel like in the same way that texting someone if you don't know them by text, you have a lot of like loss of communication. And so like uh, irony doesn't come through as well. Comedy yeah. doesn't come through as well. And so it's, it feels weird. I think the same thing happens with voice to a lesser extent, like voice is, mo- is 20 times better than text. But then like, when I see a person face to face, when I see like the way they smile, the way they giggle, the way like how our banter develops, you can do that over the phone, but I think it works even better with video, maybe video chatting, maybe that'd be the solution. But, uh, but yeah, I think like the, the closer to in-person it is, the faster I can determine if I, I
1: like or don't like a person.
0: I could see that because you don't know how to interpret the way they talk as much.
1: Right. Yeah, but there's been so many first dates that I was like, I could have eliminated yeah. this entire extreme <laughs> totally. if I just called them on the phone and realized that this person is a mute,
0: you know? Yeah, I think it's right. like the edge case ones, but maybe if you just do the pre-screen and then go in still, if they're like, if you're on the yeah. edge, maybe it's worth meeting them in person.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, and similarly, like, I, I would love to see – more, more ways to like filter people out on whatever internet dating methods people are using uh, like that's I think that was the one true brilliance of OkCupid is I found in my of, of my friends and people who I've dated in the past who I didn't meet through OkCupid if later on we've like found each other on OkCupid and been like oh well that's silly like after we've spoken up anyone who I decided to really date has always been an incredibly high match like 95% or more the more I can whittle people down to like the people who I at least get along with on a belief level and like a interests and like what long term goals are, yeah. then at least like, then at least I know like I'm going to like them as a person.
1: Right. right. So are They're you... They're not
2: secretly a Trump supporter or something. <laughs>
1: uh, are you a serial dating right now?
2: Uh, I, I guess, uh, maybe it's more parallel rather than serial. Um,
4: <laughs> <I> <laughs>
2: it's San Francisco is. after all. Uh, I say at the moment, I'm casually dating, but uh, the goal is certainly to be more focusedly dating. What does that mean? Uh, I would prefer to be seeing one person, but uh, mm. until I, like, I'm i more uh, casually seeing people, until I meet that person and decide which, uh, and to get to know people, to know which right. one I might like.
1: And what happened to the girl that you were just seeing?
2: oh, we, we ran into the whole, uh, like, non-monogamy and how oh. that plays out issue and, like, spiral downwards,
0: you know? <laughs> the San Francisco standard trap. Of course. <laughs> I'm so mixed on this, like, approach that you just mentioned. Like, not to... Go- like, I, on one side, I totally get what you're saying about saving your time and not planning these elaborate <laughs> dates, especially for men that are paying for them. I totally get that. But then at the other side, it's like we complain that we're not giving people enough of a chance and like really putting our best foot forward. It's like, what, what's the line?
2: Well, I think, I think you can, if you know very little about the person going into it, you can have your hard deal breakers that you can quickly rule people out for. Uh, Like for me, one of my hardest deal breakers, like the the worst dates I've ever been on have always been where we just have nothing to talk about. Mm. We're stuck sitting there, staring at each other, and like I can talk to a brick wall.
1: Yeah, you so... can. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so if, if I have trouble having a conversation with somebody, like we we have real problems, <laughs> and, and so I've been stuck on a couple of those dates, and I don't need to give that a second round. Like I know right there, this is not the one for me.
1: I get where you, where you're conflicted, Julie, because I think the reason why we're doing this to ourselves is because we don't put much weight on that first date. So if it doesn't go well, we're like, whatever, it was just a drink. I have another date planned for right after this or like like tomorrow. Right. But what's happening is that we're not put because we are not putting so much weight on these dates. They're kind of risk-free that we don't actually put in as much as an investment on that person. And, you know, if we're not investing time on that person on a first date, then they do become commodities. And they we, we are able to just never text to them again or call them again. So I really think people need to pick much better who they go on first dates with. Even though you think it's casual, you're still investing your time, energy, and money. And right. that's still an investment. It's not Casual. There are still risks involved. And so you should be filtering better and picking better and not think of it as just, oh, it's just a casual meetup because at the end of the day, it's not a casual meetup where you're trying to find love. It's not that casual. It should be more invested. Or if it is casual, that's what you end up with. That's true. Yeah. I think, I
2: think we have the issue of like, we need to have better strategies for how we then make sure the people we do pick to spend more time with are, uh, reading in the right
0: direction absolutely whatever
2: whatever the direction we want is
0: i feel like this just keeps coming up it does it's like just the age-old question of yeah. like what do we do and in-
1: these times. Yes, exactly. It won't be answered, but at least we're discussing it right now. Yeah. You got to find your own approach that works right, for you. that's really the only answer. So Sam, on your, uh, when you were on the show last time, we put a link to your Tinder profile. Would, yeah. would you like for us to do that for you again? Sure.
4: Let's find love out there.
1: <laughs> or people could always write in. They could always they write in. Always Let's write find in. Sam love. You're looking for a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Ostensibly. M- m- Sensible monogamy. Do they get
0: extra points if they're a DJ, or do they lose
1: points? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, if you're listening to this and you're a sensible monogamist, you should definitely contact (laughs) Sam or reach out to us, and we'll put you in touch. Thanks so much for the update, Sam.
4: Great talking
1: to you guys. And. Heidi Heidi, how are you
3: um
1: i'm do- i 'm doing well <laughs> since we recorded your episode, which is from season four episode sixteen called "Why You Cannot Find the One," which by the way, is probably one of the, if not the most popular episode. yeah we've people always comment about it and how well spoken you are, so I think we had a, quite a few people write in and say, "Can you connect me with <laughs> Heidi because I really want to pick her brain about?" A similar topic. Um, so, what's been happening? What's what's your update?
3: <laughs> the update that I just made public. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my update is that um, the person that I had been seeing off and on for the last year and a half now um, has just moved in with me.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: kind of a expedited relationship is I am very pregnant.
1: Oh wow. how many months?
3: Uh, seven and a half? Wow. Yeah yeah. and it's a standard case of not the linear fairy tale, relationship where everything set and we had, you know, all of our time and we got all the kinks out and, you know, decided to get engaged and then get married and then live together and then talk about babies, right? Everything kind of (laughs) happened um, in a very nonlinear fashion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But isn't that the way things work these days? It's sort of like you, so much could happen in the course of a year, in the course of a month and things get expedited we've had friends who were extremely single still dancing on bars one week and then next week shacked up with someone and like you, know, you. <laughs> like here, here I was, participating in my t-shirt contest and now I'm like you know got not that a dog. far but no. still <laughs> no but things can yeah. happen in a very non-linear fashion so do you know the sex of your baby are you revealing that yet
3: Oh yeah. It's a little girl.
1: Congrats.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was, it was quite a surprise, but you know, it took some adjustment time. Um, but you know, now, now that we've kind of settled in and and embraced it, um, we're both really happy. You know, we're thinking about all the great things and adventures we can take her on and stuff we can do together. And, you know, we're both, we're both pretty committed to, living a fun, adventurous life with her, and he has a little boy, too, um, that's almost four, so um, it'll kind of be a, a patchwork to family, but, um, but, it, but a really happy one, and it'll, it'll be a quilt that keeps us warm.
1: <laughs> so, how did this pregnancy change your dynamic
3: well, in the beginning, it wasn't something we were ready for, right? It just, our relationship wasn't in that place. We had just gotten back together after taking some, you know, some, some time off and, um, you know, had hoped that we would have a lot more time together for adventures and far off travel to all those Zika-infused countries. <laughs> um, and we actually had planned, you know, to go to all these places, and then we, you know, we kind of had a had to change them. So it, it was an adjustment period of, you know, not being sure we we're ready and this is happening all too soon. You know, um, is it the right time? Um, I went through quite a few hurdles, took, you know, went through a lot of soul searching, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just kind of both independently came to the conclusion that, um, nope, we're we're in and it'll be a different model, you know, we don't feel a need to get married, at least not right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's let's try and see if we can we can make something work and and create something that's ours and that's unique and, and not feel any pressure to do what society seems to tell us we need to do.
0: And have you always wanted children? Or is I'd,
3: I'd frozen my eggs. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's kind of hilarious to know that all that anxiety that's said <laughs> to women, you know, as they get into their later, mid to late thirties, about fertility mm-hmm. is, is a lot of hype, right? Yes. Yeah. Our, our bodies are a lot more capable than we think when we're not stressing. Um, about about pregnancy so yeah I did I just I just didn't know exactly how or when it was gonna happen I thought you know, if it was gonna happen for us it would be it would be a little ways out
1: you can only answer this question if you feel comfortable answering but what was that initial breaking of the news to him how did that conversation go down
3: um he, it, it was good he had just he had just been away on a ski trip so I wanted to wait to tell him in person when he was back and yeah, he was jet like. So we were up early in the morning just, you know, laying there talking and uh just like okay, hey, I have something to tell you
5: <laughs> And uh,
3: and he was great and you know, he just processed information and he was very positive about it and um, you know, he's not the type of person that's gonna, you know, freak out or, or make someone feel bad. It's it's you know, we're, we're both, we both took our time to think through what this would mean and if we were ready. And it, it took, it took a lot of time and soul searching to get there.
1: And have you guys talked about this before, having kids in the future?
3: Um, we knew, I mean, we, he knew it was something that, that I, I mean, he, like I said, he already has a son. He knew it was something that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But, um, we hadn't, like, made definite plans or anything. It was more just something that was out there.
1: How's the pregnancy going? <laughs>
3: um it's okay like I'm feeling more and more uncomfortable right now <laughs> uh as I'm getting larger uh the first trimester as most women can attest to is is not fun at all because you're so exhausted all the time mm. um and you're starting to notice all these body changes and hormones and you're feeling sick and then you feel kind of like a rock star in your second trimester because comparatively it's so much better and then by the time the third one comes around you start to kind of slow down again but we were just in Hawaii we just got back from Hawaii
0: so one of the things that everyone loves so much about your episode was just all the wisdom that you kind of distilled on us about finding the one and like not using the list and all of that what wisdom have you gotten from this experience um
3: the
0: more you think you have
3: your life under control the more um
1: it'll I don't know it'll it'll go crazy on you the more you try to control things, the more out of control they'll get.
0: And the things you worry about aren't the things that end up actually
1: happening. Right.
3: Exactly. <laughs> and I think, you know, as far as relationships go, I think, you know, patience and forgiveness, I think I've learned a lot of, too, because because it wasn't a natural progression. It, right. it was hard. I mean, it's hard to know that you're not ready or someone else isn't ready or you're not in the right place. And I think giving someone patience and forgiving them for not being perfect all the time or forgiving yourself for not being perfect or life for not being perfect is is really important so i think i learned a lot of that um through this and i think that's really important for people to understand i think a lot of people both men and women are really in a rush to force someone into a relationship and to be this perfect
6: person and dote on them and do everything at once and they get all been out of shape if someone mm-hmm.
3: needs space or someone needs to process or someone needs to go slower and they turn really needy and, you know, neediness isn't, isn't love at all. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. So patience is love and forgiveness is love and all of those other things. Um, and I, I think, you know, taking the time to kind of work through that and understand what's really important and allowing space and time so we could kind of reach our own conclusion mm-hmm. was was a huge learning right and and, and different than I, I'd probably been in the past I think I was much more impatient for everything to be perfect and someone to go at my pace before
1: right so did, was this a surprise because you used protection or is this a surprise <laughs> you, it just wasn't planned and you didn't think it was going to happen this quickly okay got it enough said and i love that you said you got your eggs frozen because um 80 percent of people who get their eggs frozen end up not using their frozen eggs so it's a it's more of a mental thing than anything else for women to do that
3: yeah exactly so i know i wish i had that money now
1: but (laughs) no (laughs) refunds (laughs) I know
3: by a crib by like almost buy a whole nursery wing for
1: that money but. seriously maybe you can donate those yes, eggs it's or, yeah. or sell them <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the alternative lifestyle is there a black market for frozen eggs unused frozen eggs oh I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm down let's start this business well thank you Heidi for checking in with us congratulations this is very yeah. exciting we can't wait Great. to meet your baby girl Hey. hey, Harrison, you're from season four, That's episode two, in an episode called hashtag Millennial, because you're our resident millennial. <laughs> you're our connection <laughs> to that generation. though so, <laughs> well, Julie and I I'm both turning twenty six soon. I'm turning huh?
4: twenty six soon. Oh my God, Am you're I still so millennial. Old. Yeah, you're, you're
0: still a millennial. I mean, technically we're millennials, but I don't feel like. A and millennial. also, you're gonna
1: do. You, you do know that you're gonna be a millennial. No matter what age you are, because that's the name of your generation. It's not like you're going to—you don't grow out of
4: it. I do forget about that. Like I'll be, I'll be in my forties or even fifties,
1: and
4: I'll still be a millennial, right? Yeah,
1: that's crazy.
4: Is it? Can you imagine what the world's gonna look like when millennials are old?
1: To your emoji game <laughs> is on point you yeah. taught us some really Ooh. good ones that I've been using like the prayer one I've oh, been yeah? using that a lot yeah, the glasses The glasses. I've, <laughs> I have not used at all
0: you <laughs> haven't used the glasses? no what's the latest? Right. what's the
1: latest
4: emoji? Let, let me, well let me let me pull out my frequently used what I've been going with lately
1: oh yeah what's your top um, three right now?
4: So it looks like, you know the one where your hand is at your chin or the emoji's hand, like you're questioning something?
1: Oh, like the, hmm. Yeah. Like the, one.
4: yeah, what, what's going on? This is interesting. So apparently I've been using that pretty often lately. Star, There's a star and a heart. Then I have the wink, of course.
0: The wink? The, the wink.
4: The wink. The wink, wink. That's so basic <laughs> of me. You can't that's go basic. wrong with the wink.
1: What kind
0: of um, are but you are?
4: honestly, and sadly, I've been very single lately, so I haven't really had too many, too many days to use these emojis with. So I'm, I'm still, still out there looking. Mm-hmm. So I was like, remember I was talking about that ex girlfriend? Yes.
1: Refreshing.
4: So we kind of, which was really dumb, but I kind of started seeing her again for yes. I don't know a couple <laughs> months. It, it was inevitably going to add horribly and it was like even worse than I could have imagined, um, which was bad. So that just happened. Now I'm back in the game. Uh, I think like because she was always there, I I wasn't really proactive about trying to meet someone new and now that it's like finally, finally done, um, I'm kind of just getting back out there. I met someone the other night at a cool, cool nightlife event, got her number. We were supposed to have drinks last night, but I think she's flaking, so who
0: knows. Like, if you have an ex or someone in your life that's not even, like, a real boyfriend or yeah. like girlfriend, like, it's really hard to meet someone else if you're preoccupied. What
1: did I tell you last time? I told you, Harrison. I was like, you need to cut it out I know, out of your it was life.
0: dumb.
4: It was dumb.
1: Why did it not work out the second time?
4: I don't know. We just kept, we kept trying to make it work, and the issues, like, the dark parts of, her and I guess us would always come out. Like there would be great moments. And then a couple hours later it would just, shit would hit the fan. Like yelling at me when we're in line at a club because there's a line. Like why, why are you yelling? It's not a big deal, shit like that. So it was just, I don't know, it was just a whole mess. And, and now I feel like I'm entering a new phase of dating because I did, when I first moved to San Francisco, I did the apps for like a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously I met someone and obviously I did the whole broadcast of my date thing. <laughs> then I had this experience, and then I had this experience, which was on and off for a year, which is crazy to think about. Um, but I haven't been on like a new first date in like probably close to a year. So now it's a new phase. I'm not really doing the app thing. I'm kind of just chilling. I don't, and just, um, just gotta like put myself out there, I guess. Right. Well, what would the experts from Datable Podcast
1: recommend? Well, mm-hmm. the last time, before we get to that, the last time I saw you was when we were filming the sponsor a single video. <laughs> I don't
4: think something. I found a
1: sponsor. I think you, <laughs> <laughs> no sponsor for you yet. We're still working on it. We're still working on it. Go back to jail. Um you were saying something that was really interesting because you, you were walking with my boyfriend and I, who could, whose older right. one should be your dad. We established that.
4: And you were saying something about, like... He's a cool guy. I, I approve. You have my stamp of approval.
1: But you were saying something that he and I both uh, could not stop discussing right after was that you liked a girl. You guys, like, had hung out. And you weren't sure if she liked you back, but based on her social media activity, you felt like she liked you because she watched all your Snapchats and liked your Instagram posts. Oh, is this still your metric for deciding if someone's into you or not?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is it, so It's hilarious. a great question and 100%. I mean, that's the way you stay connected. Obviously, texting is, I mean, if we're texting back and forth, that clear as can be, but if she's not watching my Snapchat or throwing in an Instagram like every now and then, does she even care? Does she even care about me? What
0: if she's not um, active on social media <laughs> or is she just discounted immediately?
4: So that actually just happened. I met this so I met this woman on Saturday and, of course, after getting her number and her name, I looked her up on every social platform. Of course. Yeah. Couldn't find her. Um, ended up like, so the way I found her, she, I found her LinkedIn. I don't know if that's creepy or not, but like
0: everyone does find it. Facebook, everyone
4: does it. I couldn't find her on Facebook or Instagram, so I went to her LinkedIn. But if if this actually turned into something, and might... I don't know if it would if it would cause an issue, but like that's how I stay connected with a lot of people.
0: very breaker. Even though I have
4: been calling, even though I have been, like calling more often.
1: Harrison, give us a rundown of what's in, what's out. Is Snapchat still cool? In the social, Snapchat in your Snapchat world, still cool, but. Yeah, Snapchat's still so cool. I think it's
4: losing some of the spice to Instagram Stories, but because Instagram is not really for like the private one-to-one, maybe if it gets a little racy, you know, you guys are like texting or sending some <laughs> some promiscuous pick, Instagram is not really right for that, so Snapchat will always have a place for that type of.
1: I used to have Snapchat and Instagram, and I felt like it was double the oh. work to post to both, so then I just yeah. went all the way to Instagram. Now, how do you decide which platform to post your stories on? It's a great question. So, Instagram story, it's somewhere
4: that, I don't know, like I'm at this really cool, swanky after show for Kei so, or after
1: outside,
4: No like idea. <laughs> at the
1: at the battery. You Jim look a really heard. cool, DJ. Like that that's the type of
4: environment where you're going to Instagram story because mm. you're kinda of celebrating the fact that you're you're kinda of like in the in the scene. Yep. Snapchat it's still mostly personal moments, I would say. Like quirks that all my good friends know about me.
1: So Instagram is more for uh, if you want to brag about something, and Snapchat is more like if you just want to show people the mundane things you do in your daily life. So I,
0: was with I the, think
1: so. I was with a
0: millennial this weekend. Sorry to cheat on you. But he,
1: <laughs> he basically
0: said that Instagram was like your creative canvas to express yourself, where Snapchat was more to communicate. I would somewhat agree with that. What about dating, Twitter?
4: Depends what stage of the of the courting we're talking
5: about. Oh, oh,
1: (laughs) beginning, beginning stage. What do you use? Let's go, let's go through the the entire life stage.
4: Okay. So first up, first up is without a doubt, I I think it's Instagram these days for me. Hmm. Um, I I think it's Instagram. It used to be Facebook, but now it's Instagram. We're going to follow each other, preferably while we're together. I think it's a nice little quirky thing to get to know someone like follow each other while you're with the other person. Um, and then you can kind of like oh my god you did that or you were in Bali too wow that's crazy <laughs> for all the guys listening like it's smooth it's oh my smooth. god your generation <laughs> is so <laughs> fucked <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait what was that? nothing nothing you uh,
4: the okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and alright so then after that probably Snapchat Um, but you gotta be careful with Snapchat I think like some of those nuances or quirks that I was talking about, maybe you're not ready to share those with the other person. Mm. So be careful with that. And then probably Facebook towards the end, honestly. Like oh, really? it's just Yeah, I mean, you're still gonna look each other up on Facebook early. Yeah. But at the same time it's just not the same
1: anymore so harrison what else is going on in your life because we know you were at facebook you left facebook
4: yeah so i'm working well i'm working on brush media full-time now awesome Um, so we're yeah it's it's exciting i mean it's challenging because everyone is trying to create like great content today um but i finally have a new a new team i have a rock star co-founder who's like an awesome video producer, and we're, we're trying to create, like, web series about SF life, not just dating, but nice. everything, you know? Nice, That's, uh, that's kind of what's going down in my life. One final thought, I guess, last question that's kind of interesting.
1: Uh-huh.
4: Um, so a lot of my friends are breaking up recently, 25, 26, 27.
1: Quarter-life crisis, it,
4: yeah. It, is it? it mm-hmm. Is that just what it is? Yeah. I mean, I feel that people who are together right now, they're either... To, they're either saying like, all right, we're going to do this for the next three to four years, yep. and then we're going to get married, or cut the cord right now.
0: It makes like, sense.
4: What do you guys, what do you guys say to those, those I, quarter-life crisis people who are freaking out about everything and can't just be happy day to day?
1: Yeah, I, I totally um, see where that comes from, because personally speaking at That's 25, crazy. 25 to 26 was my most tumultuous time to date because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do professionally. I didn't know if the guy I was with was the one. I had a lot of questions. So it was a lot of, um, that's when I quit my corporate job to pursue another career because I, or to go off on my own because I, I felt like I wasn't fulfilled at work. So it was a lot of, a lot of milestones happened during that time. And one of them was, you know, breaking up with someone.
0: You know what it is? You don't fully know Uh. yourself then. So like you start to question a lot and a lot some if totally. you're in a relationship, then often that person is questioned. Yeah. So I think it totally makes sense, especially if some of these people have been with someone for a couple years, like when you're like twenty one, twenty two, you're not really thinking about the future with someone. Like you're just like, Oh, I have a fun boyfriend ah. or girlfriend and then like twenty five, twenty six hits and you're like is this the person I'm going to be with, or do I want to explore more? So I think it just opens up some questions. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Wow, I love it. From the experts. And for any listeners, you know, my DMs are still open. So <laughs> feel free to reach out. Nice
1: uh,
4: <laughs> um, so, yeah, plug, nice no.
1: plug. Love Who it.
4: knows what'll happen.
1: Okay, awesome. cool. Thanks, Harrison, for taking some time right. out of your you millennial life. Best. Ben and Kate. Hello, Ben and Kate. I feel like we've seen you guys so much that it's almost like we don't really need a catch up. But our our, our listeners me, no, need no, to no. know what the hell is happening with you guys. So Ben and Kate are from season three, episode eight, in an episode called "Married with Options." Now they're in a polyamorous marriage, and they talk about um, in this episode specifically what it's like to be in a marriage where your husband is swiping on tinder next to you in bed sometimes (laughs) and also you go on dates with other people and how you establish those boundaries as well as some guidelines on how to have a a poly relationship so Ben and kate what's the latest with you guys
6: i i i got sort of dumped on wednesday so i'm not feeling great about that yeah
5: (laughs) Yeah, you guys are on the, on the bleeding edge of the news here. Yeah. <laughs> what
6: happened? Uh, oh, jumps is a strong word. We really only went on one date. But, like, there was somebody that I've known for a couple of months, and he's made so many efforts to find reasons to talk to me, like... He reached out and said, oh, I know that you're having this event, and you could use my house as a location. Like, why don't you come over and take a look and see if it would be a good enough location? I'm like, okay. And then, you know, we had, like, almost, like, a very civil business meeting. And then another time, I was hosting an event at uh, SF Pride, and he, like, stopped by the event, and he, like, went out of his way to come. And spend time with me. So I'm, like, thinking, okay, this guy's really into me. And then finally he asks me on a proper date. And I said, yes, I would be excited to go on a date with you. Mm -hmm. So I go on this one date. We have sex. It was great. And then he leaves town for his, like, vacation for two weeks. And I sent him a couple of, like, sexy messages. Like, I sexted him a few times. And he just, like, no response. Hmm. And finally he's like, oh, you know, I just sleep a lot and I go to bed at, like, 9 p.m. What? What?
3: And I'm
6: like, he, 80? He's like, I don't know, like, maybe 40. Like, sure, whatever, we're all getting older. Like, fine, oh, yeah. maybe this is what that's like.
1: No, my boyfriend goes to bed <laughs> at, like, 9. So that, that makes sense, yeah. My ex did that too. <laughs> like Not that weird. weird yes.
6: So finally I sent him a message at, like, And there's a little more to the story, but it's too much detail to bother with. But finally, I send him, like, a sex at, like, 11 in the morning as kind of a joke because I'm expecting him to get back to me. And then I can be like, aha, like, finally, if I get to you at 11 in the morning, it's, you know, it's early enough for you. But instead, he didn't write back at all for, like, five hours. And so I said, I wrote him, I was like, look, you know, I get it it's I feel like this is a pretty strong signal that you're not interested and that's totally okay like I hope we can still be friendly um I don't want you know I I don't want you to feel like I'm going to be upset at all just if you're interested I'm going to leave the ball in your court and you can just text me when you're back from your vacation if if you're interested at all which I thought was like a super classy way to handle that kind of situation oh well then it gets worse do you want to hear the worst part
1: oh yeah those it gets worse okay (laughs)
6: he's like you're overreacting I'm just dating like three girls right now and I didn't have time to get back to you
1: wow that's honesty
6: so yeah it's like okay so you've got this pile of women and I'm like bottom bitch sorry pardon my French Uh, (laughs) um So like that didn't make me feel good. So I told him that, and then he freaked out. Like, oh my god, you're talking about feelings and all. And I was just like, all right, this is this is totally over. It was unfortunate. Um, I feel like one of the things that I try to do in our poly relationship is like be really open and honest about what I am feeling. Like, not oh, this is your fault, or oh, you need to fix it, or oh, you caused this. But just like, hey, I'm feeling this way, Mm -hmm. and like try to be real first with myself. And then with my partners about that. So that, like, majorly backfired in this situation. So Mm -hmm. it was
0: interesting. You know what's so interesting (laughs) to me about this whole thing? Is, like, I feel like your story just, like, it sounds like people that are dating without a husband, right? Yeah. Like, them getting (laughs) caught up on it. I'm like... Trying to think about it. It's so interesting that you have the same, like, levels of feelings and whatnot for Definitely. everyone you date.
1: But I, it's so natural <laughs> for me to think, well, but Kate, you get to go home to Ben. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. right.
6: So then the better side of, or the part of this and that I talk think. talk about everything. Yeah. Um, like, so, <laughs> the end of that story is I go home and cry on Ben's shoulder. And he, um, like, makes me feel better and pours me champagne. So, <laughs> you, you brought me, uh, what did you bring home from dinner last night? Oh,
5: I brought home pate from, from my date.
6: And he and his, his, the woman he was on a date with came back to the house with pate and and champagne and, like, sat and talked with me at the dinner table while I, like, cried about being... Sort of broken up with, and they both hate
1: each other. I, I, I can't even imagine being that woman and going home that night, calling up my mom <laughs> and being like, "Hey, mom, guess what? I had a great date tonight. I went home with him and met his wife and consoled her. And she was upset because she got dumped. No, yeah. no, no. No, her husband came to pick her up. Oh and wait, oh okay. So she's, yeah, he's yeah, great. All right. So everyone has someone to go home to. So boohoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, Ben, how did you try to console Kate? I mean, aside from the champagne and the and leftover <laughs> food from your date, <laughs> how else do you console your wife who is brokenhearted? You know,
5: it's, it's tough because I, uh, you know, I've been having much better luck recently, and I think that's been getting kicked yeah. out a little bit. <laughs>
1: That's gotta <laughs> happen in poly relationships oh, yeah. where one person could be having an amazing dating life and the other one could be totally, having a Totally, because it life. goes in
0: ebbs and flows with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's really no rhyme or reason to it.
5: Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I don't, I feel like I actually have a lot of, of work to do in the how to console my wife in these situations mm-hmm. department because I, for me, I'm a problem solver, I'm an engineer, and when I when I see a problem, with a solution that's obvious to me, I'm like, well, of course, you should just do this. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> and so I, I did some of that, and it was not well received.
6: I appreciate it. It just didn't make me feel any like better.
5: <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been uh, just trying to be really empathetic and, and listen and and reassure, because, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like this, this too shall pass, and I'm uh, just trying to be supportive.
0: Totally. What's going on in your life? Your dating life, Ben.
5: Um, I started uh, going on, you know, the occasional date with uh, with this woman. It's, it's been a, a couple of months now, I think. Oh, nice. Uh, um, and we just have a really good time. Um, after the first date, we started texting, like, every day. So, you know, if nothing else, I have a new best friend that I talk to all
0: the time, which is <laughs> a lot of fun. Is this the same as the pate girl?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it okay. Is. <laughs> just making sure. Who has a husband.
0: Yes, yes, okay. she has a husband. She's forever um, she going to just... be the pad-tay hey, girl. Yes. Right. <laughs>
1: you
5: no, know, she has a husband uh, and, a, and a child. And it's, you know, it's like, cool. Like, you have a family, <laughs> I have a family. Like, we, we, I feel like we understand each other a lot better for for both of us having prior commitments.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, is it easier to date people that are also married in poly?
5: I find that it is because
0: it's not such a shock to them when it's like, right. oh, hey,
5: my wife had a really bad day. Like, I
1: really have to take care of her right now. Right, right. right. Yeah. I almost wanted to ask you such a basic question like, oh, so are you guys exclusive now? But then I had to pinch myself <laughs> and say, no, 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 that's not the that's question. That's not, not how, question. It works, yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Force
5: of habit, I guess,
1: right? Um, I do <laughs> want to go back to Kate really quickly before we wrap this up. So yeah. for our listeners, um, I guess they don't know. Kate was hitting on one of our guests. When oh, she, yeah. When she was recording <laughs> the yellow fever episode. In the yep. <laughs> yellow fever episode, Kate was hitting on one of the guests and they went on a few different dates. I know the outcome of this, but why don't you update our listeners on what happened with with that guy?
6: Yeah, no, I'm actually I'm so glad that I met him. He is a wonderful person. And we did go on a few dates, and we had a really good time. I didn't feel like there was like a whole bunch of chemistry there. Um, And then some kind of personal stuff actually happened in our life, so it Mm kind of like fizzled out. But um, I absolutely would go like hang out with him as friends. Actually, he, you guys actually reminded me. He reached out to me like three weeks ago and asked if I wanted to go grab coffee and just like catch up. Really? I totally want to do that, so I need to get back to him. Um, But but, yeah, I made a new friend, and you know. (laughs) it was it was a really it was really nice. Did you invite to the parties too? I don't remember. Well, yeah. speaking, speaking of the parties,
1: <laughs> so I think we should tell everyone now that you guys are about to have a play party soon. And um, Julie and I are going to be attending.
0: <laughs> we're going to be doing an episode, so everyone get psyched for this. Yes. But I'm personally very intrigued.
1: I'm also a little nervous. I'm <laughs> nervous, intrigued. I have a lot of range of emotions about it.
0: going through. But, but the beauty of this
1: episode is not only are we going to record audio, that is, of um, Ben sex and Kate's epic yeah. sex party, <laughs> but we're also bringing someone who is a complete rookie in this scene, and we're going to get her perspective of. What it's like to go to a sex party for the first time. She has no background, which None is amazing, bizarre, except for she's had a lot of sex. So maybe that's enough background. <laughs> <laughs> to go to a sex party. Well, yeah, just not,
0: that's about not necessarily a, sex pre- party. a prerequisite. But yeah, that's that's good. true.
1: That's true. That's true. You're right. Season five coming at I'm just excited sex excited to have you. Guys. Sex to party. Tomorrow, <laughs> I just hear you guys have amazing cheese at your sex parties. Right. And that's what I'm really looking for. And we to. heard people got job offers. so <laughs> yeah.
0: Who knows uh, what's gonna happen. Who knows what's gonna happen? It's gonna be the best
1: party ever. I'm probably
0: gonna be the only one that walks out with like, like totally unrelated to sex. Well, not the only one, because apparently
1: everyone does. Yeah. Well, I hope. I hope. I hope you get something sort of related to sex. Julie walks I out. Mean, she's like, "Oh, I learned something about quantum physics." Like, "Oh, that's awesome, Julie." But how was that sex? That was happening well,
4: all we around.
5: Actually
1: did have a physics
4: teacher in attendance at our last party?
5: Oh, so really?
1: Also, oh, there it you might go. go. You no. know, the more, the more know. There was
6: one okay. time that Ben was having this really like animated conversation from with this woman, and she had been introduced to me as a stripper, which was her her. She was an exotic dancer as her like night job, I guess. But by day, she was a she was. What did she do? Astrophysicist. What? <laughs> Wow. And I look over. And she and like flailing hands and they're in this animated conversation.
1: I'm like, wow, you must she wow. Wow. Okay, so this could happen for
0: me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well,
1: okay, we can't wait. I'm gonna um do lots of jumping jacks right now. Just get all revved up for your sex party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well we Sorry, will we hear we will hear more from you guys soon. <laughs> it's to
1: to you. Thank you guys so much. Friends, guys. Bye. Good luck with Bye. dating. Bye. Bye. So we really want to say a huge thank you to everyone who helped us on voting and commenting on our South by Southwest panel. So just as a refresher, we've applied to create a panel for South by Southwest next year on the topic of the future of online dating with virtual reality. We've assembled an incredible group of people who have very opposing views on whether virtual reality is going to help us or hinder us when it comes to finding love. So to make this panel a reality, we have to go through several steps. And the first step is an online public vote. It counts for 30% of the final decision, and we really appreciate everyone who's helped us vote and also comment on the page. If you haven't done so yet, please help us upvote our panel discussion because we feel that this intersection of technology and dating should really be discussed in an open format The future of dating is going to involve more and more technology, whether we like it or not. So it's extremely important for us to have an open discussion and a candid discussion about both sides of the story and how we can proceed with caution. Again, the goal of our podcast is to help each other be better and smarter daters and also just be better human beings to each other. So we felt that this topic would be really fitting with what we've already discussed on our podcast. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast.